Welcome to the 21 Day Mindset Reset Podcast. I am your host, Missy Henry. I'm a gym owner, a strength coach, a mom, a nutrition coach, and really just a person passionate about helping you win. So in season one, we had a 21 day overhaul on digging into your mindset, ripping the bandaid off. In season two, I dig a little bit deeper into the topics that I hear the most from clients. I've been coaching for more than 20 years and these topics come up again and again because they get in people's way. And so they may be getting in your way. So let's get into it. Hello, hello, cheers. I hope you have your coffee. If you're listening to this early, Lord knows I have mine. It was daylight savings time, so we sprung forward yesterday. And I'm not going to lie, this morning hit me like a ton of bricks. My uh, husband was still up at 4 or 4.30, uh, like he always is, the morning person that he is. Um, and all I could think of was, oh my God, it's only, it's like 3.30. What is he doing? Um, I feel like for the next week, I'm going to be looking at the clock feeling like it should really be an hour earlier. Which is perfect for this episode because I saw a meme the other day that said... My wife sets two alarms, one alarm for the person she wants to be and one alarm for the person that she is. And I sent it to my husband and he was like, this could not be more accurate. And to tell you that I've been wanting to get up earlier to start my day for the past year, we'll say years, plural, because that's more accurate, is an understatement. And so... Waking up to do this episode once we've sprung forward really was perfect because that has been a habit that I'm struggling with. I'm really wanting to build it and I'm having a hard time. And that means that I haven't taken the time to do what I'm going to ask you to do today. But we'll get there. So I got my coffee. Like I said, I hope you have yours or... Maybe you're curling up in bed as you're listening to this, but um, this one's a little deeper, Um, but we all struggle from it because it is applicable to all behaviors, okay? So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, different outcomes. Well, then yes, each and every one of us has been insane at some point. I just gave you my example. I set an alarm for the person I want to be, and then I set one for the person that I am. But there are mornings where I open the gym at 5 a.m. and other people are counting on me. And so there are days that I get up at 4 a.m., no problem. But when I'm counting on me, Oh, do I hit that snooze button? Maybe you can relate. So why are people insane? Why am I insane with trying to start my day earlier? It's not working. I want it. It's a priority, right? 
So why are you insane with some of your health behaviors? Maybe you really want to join a gym. Maybe you really want to lose some weight. Maybe your cholesterol, your blood pressure was up and you're like, man, I need to get this under control. I really want it. But we're doing the same things that got us here. So why are we insane with health behaviors? I've had clients that start nutrition coaching. They're like, I've donated a lot of money to a lot of different programs and I never stick with it. It never works, but I'm ready to change. I want it. I'm so frustrated. Why can't I do this? Well, we know being healthy has its benefits, right? We know that it improves quality of life and daily activities. We have more quality to the longer years that we live and we're here for our loved ones. We feel better, you know, all the things. So why doesn't that education inspire people? Why don't, you know, listing out the health risks, risks, excuse me, inspire you? We know them. So why doesn't just that, the fear of what will happen to you if you're not healthy. Why doesn't that motivate people to change? Well, we actually talked about it a lot in grad school with a bunch of my public health classes, but there are numerous things that cause that. And it's because someone's religious beliefs, their personal convictions, what they were taught are more important to them than just that baseline education. And this idea that, you know, we often think that we're immortal until we're faced with our own mortality, right? Oh, you know, it's not, that's not going to happen to me. Well, sometimes it does. But we don't want to make that change until we've had a scary aha moment. Well, I don't want you to have a scary aha moment. I don't want you in the ER with that heart attack. Today's my grandpa's birthday, actually. And I watched him do that six times. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for your loved ones. Um, so how do we change before those scary things happen? Because we know we're educated, right? I mean, no one smokes anymore. I feel like that was the PSA that was hit pretty hard from the time I was a child until now. You know, my daughter doesn't even see cigarettes in advertisements, but man, in the 90s, those people looked cool. Right? They were models. They were slim. They were on a yacht. They were living their best life. And so, you know, advertisements played into that. Just as much as people were educating, you know, you could get cancer. You could blank. You could blank. This is bad. But all the advertisements made it look cool. And that's just one extreme example. But we know that education isn't enough to motivate us because there's something called the stages of change that people get into. And this has been researched a ton in my field. But there are five stages. Pre-contemplation, which means you don't know and you don't care. <laughs> You, I mean, you don't. You're like, man, you could give me those pamphlets. 
I could walk around a health fair and I'm going to walk around and grab the free stuff, but you could scare me, but I'm just not buying it. I don't care. It's not going to happen to me. And I am no interest in changing any of the behaviors I engage in, healthy or not, in the next six months or ever. Okay. Then contemplation means that something has happened. Now you're paying attention. So it doesn't mean you're doing anything about it. So you haven't added any health behaviors. You haven't changed anything, but you're thinking about it. So something has sparked something in you. And you're thinking about changing, you know, some of your health behaviors in the next six months. Action is you have been doing something regularly for the last six months. So maybe you just joined a gym and you've been going, okay? Maybe you've been going for three months. Maybe you started meal prepping, okay? It's your, you've added in some new healthy behaviors, um, but you've only been doing it consistently for less than six months. Maintenance, you've done it. Or you've really gotten these healthy habits to stick because maintenance means that um, you've been doing, you know, your healthy behaviors consistently for over six months. And then there's the little stage called relapse because at any moment you could relapse to another stage. To tell you that I read a few articles on these stages of change, would be a lie. I have read hundreds of articles on this. And to be honest, when I came out of grad school, I was like, boom, all right, this is where people fall. We just need to figure out how we get people to move stages. And it's not education, so what is it? I used to think that's all it was. But we're gonna go deeper because as I started to work with people, I realized that the things that get them to change or relapse to another stage or behind is deeper. It has a lot to do with feelings and it has a lot to do with things that we don't talk about. So when we focus on health behaviors or any behavior that we really wanna to add to our life, to our routine, we focus on those things, building the healthy behaviors. When you think about losing weight, it's okay, I need to go work out. I need to join a gym. I need to buy this four week program. I need to eat some more vegetables. Maybe I need a meal prep. I'm gonna buy some protein. That's the focus. It's what do I need to add? What do I need to start doing? But the problem with only focusing on the new ones that we want, the things we want to add or start, is that you're ignoring the current habits you have. And some of these, well, they're habits, so they're ingrained. And you might have been doing these for years. And these things are going to get in the way of adding those new behaviors. So imagine it. You've committed to go to a gym. And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to plan out my day. And the way this is going to work for me is I'm going to go to the gym after work each day. That's how I'm going to do it. And you may be motivated to lose some weight before summer because summer's around the corner. And so you've told yourself that you're going to pack a workout bag. You're going to make sure you're 
earbuds are charged. You got your shoes, you got your clothes, and you're going to go straight after work because you know if you go home, it's not going to, it's not going to work. So you're going to go straight to the gym. But your current after work habit is cuddling with your dog under a blanket while watching Netflix. So now the gym isn't just about losing weight for some distant summer day in the future. It is also about being something that you want to do more in the moment than cuddling with your dog and watching Netflix. So imagine it's March 13th and you live in Nebraska and you wake up and it is 20 degrees and that's the high for the day. And so as you leave work and work was a little stressful and you had to sit through meetings all day and then you realize, oh man, it's cold, you rush to your car and then you find out that you just dropped their last episodes of season four on Netflix and and you're thinking, oh man, I've been waiting for these. It's cold. So what do you want to do more now? Go to the gym because of some goals you have for several months away or go get warmed up and cuddle with your dog and, you know, catch the last half of that season. Because that's what happens, okay? And you may not live in Nebraska and you may not watch that show, but you get where I'm getting at, okay? Those new health behaviors aren't just about being motivated to change your health. They also have to be something that you want to do more than those current behaviors. So if we know building habits, it's also about identifying and breaking the old habits or the ones that you currently have. That should be easy, right? We'll just add the new ones. We'll get rid of the old ones. Cut them off cold turkey. Well, remember one thing. We want good habits because... Habits are habitual. That's why they're called habits, which means they're ingrained, which means that we do them without even thinking about them. That's the good thing. But when you have something that's a habit that you don't want, those are also ingrained. You do it without thinking about it. So they're hard to break. Which, duh, is why we hope that we get some healthy ones in there. Because once they're ingrained, they are hard to break, which is perfect for things like working out and meal prepping and yoga and, you know, reading, you know, all these awesome things that we can do. But it's not so great if you're, you're doing some things that are negative habits and we're trying to break those. So to break anything, to change anything, you got to ask yourself why. Why you want it, why you quote unquote need it, and more importantly, why do you do it? Why did you start doing it? Why are you still doing it? In episode, um, or excuse me, in season one, I believe it was episode two, the why episode, 
Um, I talked about the latter. So, you know, finding out why you want your healthy behaviors. Why do you want the new behaviors that you're trying to add? Because that's crucial. Today is about identifying why you're currently in the habits that you have. So why are you doing those things? Why have you been doing those things? Because if you don't identify why, then you're never going to break the cycle to make room for new habits. And if you go to therapy, some of these things are referred to as coping mechanisms. And again, they you do them without even thinking about them because you've been doing them for so long. And I've worked with a lot of people that have not been able to sit down and identify why they do them. And if you don't, you often just feel like a failure. I've heard people call themselves lazy. Oh, I, ju- I just can't do it like other people can. You know, well, this is me. I'm good for two weeks and then I always give up. This is what I do. It's like a broken record. I, I hear this from a lot of people at the beginning. They're just preparing themselves for falling back into those old habits because, you know, they're lazy. This is what they do. Well, you're not lazy. Far from it. You just haven't dug deep enough to figure out why those current habits have such a strong hold on you. And remember, self-sabotage is the ultimate control. Because when you self-sabotage, you always know the outcome. Because you've done it. This is the cycle you're in. You know the outcome. And that gives us a false sense of control. When we venture into new territory, well, that can be a little scary. Outside our comfort zone. Well, you're not lazy. And you're not less motivated than others. You are just fighting demons that you haven't realized yet. And no, it's not always going to be that deep. So stick with me. But if you're struggling to build some new healthy habits or to make something a routine, which means sticking with it longer than 21 days, here's where I want you to start. Get a couple pieces of paper or get a piece of paper out and I want you to list. And yes, I want you to do this. So many people throw their hands up or like roll their eyes when I say, have you journaled? Have you done things? I'm telling you, big time CEOs, Fortune 500 company owners, elite athletes, billionaires, super, super successful people journal or do they find ways to dig into their tendencies, why they do things. Self-awareness has crazy awesome implications for your life, your relationships, everything. So get out a piece of paper and grab a pen. And no, if you're driving, don't do it now, but do it later. So pause here and come back or come back to this again when you're able to write. I want you to list out two to three current habits. So current behaviors or routines that you're doing that replace the healthy habits you want. So, and before we get into that, I do want you to leave some room under each item. Or, you know, 
give an entire page to each habit. Just write it at the top. Okay. So you're going to write those things down. And these things are the, what current behaviors are getting in the way of what you would like to be doing. So this means that these current behaviors that you're writing down are part of the reason um, or an obstacle to being healthy. In other words, you know, what are you choosing to do instead of go to the gym? What are you choosing to eat instead of the dinner that was already meal prepped? What action or behavior easily pulls you away from what you had planned, what you wanted to do? That Those are the things you're going to write down. Now, under each item, I want you to list why. Why do you do these things? And here's some examples that I hear on a weekly basis. Well, you know, I, I ate my food. I did good, but, you know, I, then I had a drink at the end of the day because my job is stressful and my boss drives me crazy and I opened my email and I shouldn't have and then that drink turned into a couple and it's just my way to unwind. Well, I curl on the bed for Netflix when I have a bad day and... I had a bad day and so I, that bad day turned into a couple. Ugh, I got home and I just didn't want my meal prep food. It just didn't sound good. So I just grabbed something quick. Well, after the day I had, I felt I deserved that cookie. So I had a couple. Honestly, I find myself in the pantry and then the half a bag of chips is gone before I even realized it. And then I was so mad at myself because I didn't even want those. Why did I do that? Ugh, my, you know what, miss, I haven't done any of the things we talked about because my kids' activities are just keeping me way too busy at night. And I know I need to go in the morning, but I just keep hitting this news button. I don't know what to do. I've heard all of those things in the last couple of weeks and six months ago, a year ago. Um, I'm sure some of those you've said to yourself because they're real. So once you've listed down your things, so remember, we've got our current habits we're doing and now we've listed why we do these things. So now under the reasons why, so why you're doing the behaviors you don't want to do, I want you to think about what you're coping with. What are you trying to quote unquote fix with these actions? And here's a hint for you. I bet the majority of the time, it's a feeling. It's a way that you feel. You're trying to fix it. So using one of these as an example. So say you're not sticking to your meal plan and you're at a meal plan that gives you a deficit to try to lose some weight because you, it's very important to you. You really want to lose some weight. So you've got a meal plan, you've got a nutrition coach, but your job is super stressful and your boss is driving you crazy. 
And so you find yourself having a couple drinks at the end of the night. And then that kind of leads you to grab some snacks. And then it just all goes downhill. You're really good throughout the day. But man, after a stressful day, you grab the drink and yada yada. And then you're grabbing snacks and the weight hasn't changed. And you're frustrated because you're like, I just can't stick with this meal plan. So those are the things that you've listed. Now you got to list, well... What is that coping with? What is that trying to fix? What is your drink at the end of the night? What are those snacks trying to fix? Well, it's trying to fix stress or that negative feeling of frustration or anger. Maybe you're trying to fix burnout. I call these items, these reasons, buffering activities because that's just what they are. That's what they're doing. They're buffering and moving you out of a feeling that you don't want. They're distracting you. And some of them are just doing something immediately to feel better. I mean, heck, we get a rush from sugar and endorphins. But... You also get endorphins when you exercise. So my goal is how can we replace one of these unhealthy actions or buffering activities with something healthy? Something that you want to be adding to your life for your health and your goals. Example, you know, hitting the gym to de-stress. Going for a walk to unplug when you're burnt out journaling when you're sad instead of just hitting the ice cream. Living a lifestyle or a healthy lifestyle is not all about weight loss and it shouldn't be. Remember when I said the intrinsic first extrinsic motivations in the last couple episodes, this is what I'm talking about. How can we be motivated by internal things to live healthfully and take care of ourselves instead of just going to the gym because it's swimsuit season. Because let's face it, summer is in the distance and I do live in Nebraska and it is 20 degrees and snuggling with my Frenchie after a long day watching you on Netflix uh, sometimes sounds better. So I have to get my workout done in the morning. Because at night, it's cold and curling up is what I want to do. So it's knowing why you do the things and then setting yourself up for success. And again, creating that connection that your healthy behaviors that you want. can actually help you with some of the other things going on in your life. But right now, you just have some unhealthy coping mechanisms, some buffering activities you're doing instead. And when we tie health behaviors to those positive internal things, and not just the way we look, we know that that's how people stick with it. Because Work is stressful. Life can be crazy. So if going to the gym is your de-stressor, 
And you're going to go all the time sometimes, which has positive implications to our health. So again, to build the new, we have to break the old. And we can't break the old if we don't have any idea of why you do it in the first place. So find out why. And then you can start tying those health behaviors to be the healthier outlets, the healthier buffering activities for stress, feelings, etc. Life is a roller coaster and you have to sit in the uncomfortable. There are going to be highs and lows and negative feelings and positive feelings. We have to sit in those uncomfortable feelings to feel them to move on. Which is actually why it's hard for most people to go to the gym anyway. It's hard to be uncomfortable. It's hard to challenge yourself. People don't like to be uncomfortable, which is why we buffer. We want to immediately get out of that negative feeling. But we know that if we just buffer and get out of that negative feeling and we don't sit in it, that we don't spend time being uncomfortable to heal and grow, those feelings are going to pop up when you least expect them. And they can dictate our lives without us realizing it. So you got to be uncomfortable in the gym to get stronger. You gotta sit in those uncomfortable feelings to heal, to grow, and to move past them. And so we can't just fix everything. But we can find some healthy outlets to help work through these things. Remember, you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you help other people. And whether you're a friend or a parent... Sometimes we get that people pleaser mentality where we put other people first and we keep neglecting our own behaviors. So think about what you're doing and identify why, even if it's painful. And let's create some healthy outlets. I mean, heck, some of you may have a job that you're like, okay, I know financially I can't leave now, but I maybe will leave in the future because... It's stressful and detrimental to my health. But in the meantime, what are some healthy things that I can do to help cope with it? And that's just one example. We know night shift is rough on people, but that may be your current situation. So how can we cope with it healthfully? Getting in enough sleep, getting blackout curtains, planning out your meal prep to fit your awake schedule at night. It takes some planning and it takes some identifying. So I know it sounds silly, but I want you to identify why you're in the current routine you are and what and what those behaviors were trying to fix because that's why you picked them. That's why you got into the routine. And Now we're going to work to replace those things with the healthy behaviors you want by tying them to fixing and coping with some of the same things because there are much healthier ways. So find some time to make your list and realize that 
if you're struggling adding in healthy things or building new habits, it's not your fault. You just got some old ones you got to break first. And we've all had to jump over that hurdle. So you tackle yours and I'm going to be trying to tackle my early morning routine because Lord knows (sighs) I've been wanting to do this for a long time. So everybody's got theirs. We just got to figure out what what it is and how to fix it. Have a great week, guys. I'll see you next Monday. Well, that is all I have for you this week. But remember, when you think about quitting, think about why you started. I hope this podcast is helping you. And if it is, I would love it if you would refer a friend, send it to somebody that you think needs it. And please tag me along in your health and fitness journey. I would love to see how it's going for you. You can find me at at CoachMissy17 on Instagram or at CoachMissy on TikTok. If you would like more information on coaching with me or future online courses before they launch, please head to missyhenry.com. Life is full of heavy lifting, and I'm here to help you along the way because you are strong enough. Don't forget that. So go create the life and health you've always wanted.